0: Hey, everybody, it's your boy Jorge Bravo here. I'm telling you guys that you want to check out the Three Count Podcast. It's pretty awesome. Thanks. Evan.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Chaz Evans, and you are listening to the Three Count Podcast. Star. Let's go down the roster. Introducing first. He is my tag team partner. He is the second in command. He is the owner of the dog pound and he is uh you know the real owner because I don't run shit. I don't do shit. I just talk shit. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the Red Dog Cliff Miller.
0: Yeah.
2: American catchphrase. That's it. It's my catchphrase.
3: He's going to go all black on you.
2: Black lives matter. They do.
1: And introducing <laughs> next... He is your 65-time world African-American, races killing coronavirus-surviving. Slap your mama because the chicken tastes like crack. He don't do no drugs. He don't drink no smoke. He's living straight edge, world heavyweight Negro spiritual world champion. Uh, he is the man, the myth. The legend, oh my god, he booked himself to go over, ladies and gentlemen, the idol master in living color, Chris Idol!
4: Yeah, Cliff, I'd just like to say that all country catchphrases matter. (laughs) They could, (laughs) just not right now.
0: (laughs) Uh, Hit me up on single de
2: Mayo.
1: Oh, wait, wait, say that again, Cliff? Go ahead.
2: Set me up on Cinco de Mayo.
1: Introducing Max. he is my little brother, and that is the only reason he's on this show. He doesn't watch... I can't really say that he doesn't watch any wrestling anymore, because he actually does. So, um, le- yeah, guys, here's Josh. <laughs>
3: I'd like to thank the sidewalks for keeping me off the street. Dangerous times out here. We got Revolutionary War Part 2 going on. So make sure you guys are locked and loaded. Chitty, chitty, bang! Murder everything! And that's all, folks.
2: What the hell happened? Your voice was just, like, cracking right there at the end.
3: <laughs> Puberty. <laughs> I, mean, wow. I mean, yeah, Puberty still keeps actually going until, like, 20.
0: 20- oh, mid-show. That's crazy.
1: yeah yeah and ladies and gentlemen i have to introduce to you he is our always here he's our special guest correspondent well he's no longer a guest now because he's like the fifth member of our basketball starting five. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the man that has lived a thousand lives and has lived to tell the story. He was there at Jesus' birth, and he was also King Tut's best friend. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the supervillain himself. He is the man that doesn't put nobody over unless his name is Chris Idol. Ladies and gentlemen, the supervillain, Damian Fatal!
5: By the way, both of them still owe me money. Just saying, I want my money.
2: Right. But oh, boy, uh I touch tomb is. You're like the only person that knows where that tomb is. So that is true. Go I got the it.
5: keys. I do got the keys. That's, That's a long a... journey, though. A long <laughs>
2: well, it sounds like you home. really want that cash. So hey, uh, you know what it is. I do,
5: to but uh, I gotta go to like Africa or something.
2: Listen, yeah, boy, gotta go to Christmas, Africa. Lloyd Christmas went across country to deliver a suitcase to Mary Swanson Knight. I mean Swanson. <laughs> you can do the same.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: eh. traps and, you know, them shits are haunted and. De- I'm
2: haunted. right. Yeah, I don't yeah. know.
5: I don't,
1: I don't know. Like, I don't want to he hear it, He may come back and like he might not be the same. Um, no, I don't
2: want to hear it. Okay, he Damon might show Damon up and be, and be here,
1: here. Personal, and be here permanently if Damon goes over there.
2: Yeah, Damien we don't need scares off every spirit. We know this because they're all like, shit, do you remember what Damien was like back in the day? Because he was there. It all not fuck with him because of it. Yeah, that is true. Chuck is Norris true. checks under his bed for Damien. That's how, how it is. Wow.
5: Facts. Facts.
1: Facts. Oh, man, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Three Count Podcast. This is our weekly debate show. You know the rundown. Let's go through some announcements. If you have not... Listen to the latest episode of Now Entering the Ring featuring the one and the only Mad Max Morrison. Stop this podcast right now. Go back into your episode list. Go down. Probably it's only one. So go down. Click on that and listen to that one first and then come back to this one. I promise you it is uh, an awesome, awesome, awesome episode Uh Specifically, the ten count questions. So, uh, if you don't do, if you want to just listen to the ten count questions on a, on that episode, uh, by all means, go ahead and do that. But still, go back and listen to that. Also, ladies, um, also, um, I have to put out there: listen to his podcast. Uh, Mad Max has a podcast called the uh, Social Disturbancing Podcast. Um, go listen to that. It's uh quite hilarious. Uh, recently, Nick sickened. And uh, Jeremy Showtime Grimes was on the show, so be on the lookout for that. Also, some more announcements. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to support the 3 Count Podcast, and why wouldn't you? I mean, you're a listener, so why don't you support us? The only way you can support us monetarily is by buying a 3 Count Podcast
5: shirt! do do Do-do-do-do!
1: I can't believe I just did the Superman theme song. Ah, now I feel stupid. You totally did. Um, you totally did. We're oh. getting in trouble by
5: by DC and WB Thanks. I'm
2: not in you, trouble you with you myself. How much, I'm allergic to courtrooms. I'm a freaking witness. Chaz loves Superman oh, yeah. more than Batman.
0: How dare Bruce you? Wayne's disappointed.
2: How dare <laughs> you say <laughs> that lie on this show? <laughs> did you? <say laughs> Didn't, no, you didn't. You sang the Superman theme song. You could have done like that, na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na na na 3 count, but you didn't. You sang the Superman theme. Oh, oh, that's ooh, you, you there. Totally oh, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Now, burn!
1: <laughs> <laughs> So, I gotta get you as, as a sound effect for that burn thing that you just did. That was actually really good. I need that to put that in my kitty because I'm going to leave that on because that, that was actually pretty good. Um, but anyway, uh, I got to take control of the show. It's only been, like, not even five minutes, and we're already on edge. Um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what were we talking about? <laughs>
2: uh, one, we're talking about the three-count uh, T-shirts available on progress.com yeah. forward slash three-count pod. Wow.
5: Yeah, you totally dropped the
0: ball. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: man. Uh, Yeah, definitely going to do that, ladies and gentlemen. Also, uh, we are here to announce some breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. So, with that being said, the Three Count Podcast has now turned from a four-man group into a legit stable. We're a faction. Oh, yeah, you thought we were a... You you thought we were like, uh, you know, the New Day, NWO. No, no, we're the NWO now, guys. We got new motherfuckers joining in every other show. God damn it. Anyway, uh, first things first, got to announce that Damien Faital will now be a regular (laughs) member here on the 3Town Podcast. So, Damien, for the fans that don't already know you, which they should if they are true fans, but for the new fans out there. Tell us about yourself, how long you've been watching wrestling, and uh, some uh, three fun facts.
5: Well, that, uh, you know. Wait, wait.
1: Before you do your facts, though, they cannot be that you lived a thousand lives,
5: Jesus right,
1: right. and King Tut owes you money, and
5: that you don't right, put right. someone
1: over besides Chris Idol. All
5: right, gotcha, gotcha,
1: gotcha. You can't <laughs> use those facts.
5: Oh, well, I'm the super villain. Um, Love wrestling since I was five. So that was a long, long time ago. Long, 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 long time ago. Uh, I wrestled wrestling my life next to music and cooking. Uh, three fun facts. Uh, I hate people. Uh, I hate people. And uh, yeah, yeah, I don't like people, man. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's that's good. Fun facts about me.
2: Watch so, uh, people. Watch people just all of a sudden become like, "Yo, Damien's my favorite person on the show." <laughs> you know what? You start getting all the fan I yo. don't
5: want their likes. I don't <laughs> want nobody to follow me. Leave me alone.
2: <laughs> so, go away. can follow me on Cameo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh
1: man. So, ladies and gentlemen, you will now be able to listen to Damien every week here on the Three Count Podcast. Always and remember that, guess too. what, he does not like you all. Yeah, and
5: they're lucky. <laughs> they are lucky to hear my voice.
1: But, ladies and gentlemen, I told you that Damien Fatal was the fifth member on our basketball starting five, but guess what? We got the sixth man on our basketball team and ladies and gentlemen that is showtime jeremy
0: grimes ladies and gentlemen this is your boy jeremy showtime grimes here to promote not only the three count podcast that i am your newest member of but i'm here to give you a little insight about who i am now i've been a wrestling fan all my life and i'm even more a fan of myself so 26 years strong and Three things that you need to know about me is, one, I'm a sucker for long walks on the beach, talking about myself, and lastly but not least, a solid catchphrase. Now, unlike the rest of my podcast members, I got plenty of them. That's a wrap. Up in lights, roll the credits. Line, show up, show out, cause it's showtime. So Cliff, this one's for you. You needed something. I'm sorry I wasn't able to make it on tonight, but you know, a movie star is very busy. We stay on the road constantly. Whenever I'm not shooting movies, I'm shooting people in the ring and I'm taking them down and kicking their teeth in. And that is a wrap. Good night.
1: Also on the podcast, last but certainly not the least, you know, we got to get that female perspective in because, hey, there's too much testosterone on this podcast already. Ah,
0: facts. Yeah. That
2: is facts. Facts.
0: Ah, Royce, man. Royce. But you
2: have to actually take Royce to be able to say that you know how they affect you. Exactly. Are you trying to tell us something? You look like a toothpick.
5: And if you say actually, you
2: if someone gave you steroids, you need to give them back because they clearly gave you Smarties. Yeah, they did. <laughs>
1: Anyway, like I was saying, we, ha- we had to have that female perspective. And you may have listened to her on our Now Entering the Ring. We got Lane Rosario on the Three Count Podcast. Awesome, ladies and gentlemen. So, there's more breaking news. I can't, I can't stop there. So, We're changing up the format, ladies and gentlemen. You know, the Three Count Podcast, we never stay the same too long because, uh, number one, I don't remember things and I don't like order. I like chaos. Uh, Can't you tell by the people that's on this show? (laughs) So, um, me and Cliff here, you know, the guy that actually runs the show because I I don't do shit. I just talk shit. um, Decided that we want to give you guys more content. We want to be there for you guys to give you all the news, everything that is wrestling. So, starting August 1st, we will be doing, excuse me, review shows for every wrestling show. Whether it is Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, Wednesday Night AEW, Wednesday Night NXT, TNA Impact, if that's what they're called anymore, New Japan Pro Wrestling, ROH. And the Indies. So we will be giving you review shows on our YouTube page. So definitely go subscribe to our YouTube channel if you have not already so that you are ready for the drop of the review shows on August 1st. We will still be doing uh, more interviews, more awesome debate shows, and that's all coming to you on August
3: 1st. Explosion boom! I'm a fire in my laser.
0: What the bu- boom!
3: Did you give All him cocaine before
2: the start of this? Yeah, I had to have. My man was taking way too much pre workout. <laughs> <laughs> hey, on the real though, um, uh, for the fans out there, if there's a match that you see that's kind of come up in the week and you guys want us to review that match and talk about it on a show, please, by all means, send it out to us. We understand that there's a lot of indies out there. There's going to be a lot of great matches that we're not going to be able to see, whether it comes from Battle of LA all the way to the, to the Chapel Cup. Uh, we want to be able to see those matches. So please, just send us what you guys want, whether you're with Generation Championship Wrestling, uh, Grand Canyon Championship Wrestling, or you're with, you know, Florida Championship. We don't care. We just want to see those great matches. So tell us that you want us to review them. We'll review them then we'll get back to you on the show with them.
1: Yep. Definitely hit the Twitter. Um, the, our Twitter be banging, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? Our Twitter is probably the most hottest podcast Twitter underneath all of Conrad Thompson's uh podcasts. But we're right underneath him, though. So, <laughs>
5: yeah, definitely, that,
1: if you don't already uh, follow us on Twitter, <laughs> you should probably follow us on Twitter, because if you didn't know, I'm the black Conrad Thompson. The black and skinny one. So, um, with that, I'm sorry being said, to hear let's you. get right down to business with the Wednesday Night War Rundown. All right, here we go. Um, this past week on the Wednesday Night War, we had AEW and NXT going head to head yet again. This time, we had Fighter Fest versus uh the Great American Bash. Um, Great American Bash came back for uh, NXT. Obviously, this was a ploy to go head to head with Fighter Fest. Did it work? Did it not? Well, guess what? I'm here to tell you that ha-ha! The Great American Bash, which has always been one of my favorite shows, always reigns supreme. Suckers. Uh, NXT came in and beat AEW in the ratings, 792,000 to 747,000. Let me give you the actual numbers. Um, so, if you're keeping score, the... Um, AEW has, I'm sorry, NXT has now had a win of seven, while AEW has had 30. Um, Both of these numbers were up from last week, and they all have had a tie um, at once. So that is the Wednesday Night War Rundown. Do-do-do! Gotta get that on here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But there is something to be said, though, right? And let's not take this away, but... In the 18-49 demographics, we did have AEW at 0.29 and NXT at 0.22. So although AE, uh, NXT won the overall ratings part, and uh, AEW did win that 18-49 demographic, which is where a lot of like big advertisers want to push their money in. So we do have to kind of showcase that. The other big one I really want to talk about is the main events, right? So the main event, uh, Sasha versus Io Shirai versus... Uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page and versus the best friends on AEW's Fighter Fest. Um, Nine hundred thousand for Sasha Banks and Io Shirai. Six hundred thirty-five thousand for Hangman and Omega versus the best friends. Like that's a giant gap that we're talking about there. Like overall, um, I kind of want to get you guys' opinion about what you guys thought about the shows, but it it just to me it shows that like Sasha Banks like clearly when she was on NXT like, she was NXT, like, that was the brand, so seeing her come back, like, I feel like that kind of gave her, like, a a push into, like, getting NXT over, but it shows that a lot of fans really wanted to see that matchup versus seeing something like Hangman and and Hangman and the Best Friends uh, for the main event, so, like, what was your guys' opinions on the main events, and then what did you guys think of the shows overall? I don't really care who goes first.
1: Uh well it's my show. I'll go first. <laughs>
2: so um
1: I I watch NXT first this time. Um it's no secret. I, I watch both shows uh back to back. I don't do this uh the flip flopping anymore. Um it I, I miss too much and it's it's less stressful for me. So um this week I end up watching NXT all the way through first and I watched that live and specifically the main event. Uh Sasha Banks and Neil Shirai was a damn near fucking classic. I I really I can't can't tell you any bad things about that match. Uh where it went all the way down from psychology, execution, storytelling. Everything was damn near perfect, and I think that's how you tell a story in a wrestling match. Uh it goes all the way down, even to the finish. Um, I don't want to really too much into the finish, but if you haven't seen it already, then uh, too bad for you. because uh, Spoiler alert! Oscar uh, comes out with the, uh, the green mist, goes into uh, Sasha's face. Io covers Sasha's face. Ref doesn't see it, and she covers the face up with her leg, if I'm not mistaken, to make sure that the ref doesn't see the green mist on Sasha's face, which is clearly a disqualification. So... Um, And even after the fact, the ref is trying to ask, you know, he sees the green mist on Sasha's face after the fact asking and trying to figure out what's going on, but he can't change his opinion because he did not see it. So I really, that, I think that's what really put the icing on the cake for me on why I think uh, probably one of the best main events um, in NXT since they've been um, on live on uh, Wednesday nights. Now, granted, that's probably going to change this week when we have, um my uncle Keith Lee going against uh Adam Cole. Baby! Hey, hey. So um yeah, that's um sorry NXT. Now AEW, we all know uh I don't like the best friends. Uh, <laughs> I don't like uh I don't I don't I don't mean, say I don't like Kenny. I, I, I tolerate Kenny. Um and I'm always a huge uh, fucking hang, uh hangman page. I love hangman. Uh it's just the best thing about that match was uh best friend's entrance i like their mom being uh driving them to the to the to the show i thought that was kind of fun and kind of cool that was the only thing i liked about it uh, the match it was it wasn't a bad match it was solid would have been better if like uh jj had said when we were watching it the match would have been uh you know better if kenny wasn't in it and uh i kind of had to agree with that kenny uh just wasn't doing it for me as far as this match is concerned but it wasn't a bad match. If, I, if we were doing a rating for the match, it gets a, gets a solid C for me. So um, I just, it's just like you said, Cliff. Sasha was NXT. So I think that's what gave it that more, um, that more feel for it. And why, the, you know, the age, not the age, but the gap was so big. It's Sasha. You know, it's NXT. And then we got to, you know, tag matches at the main event when it's not, you know, FTR will always be <clears throat> to me. But I love tag team wrestling. Who wants to go next? Who wants to go
5: next? So, I'll I'll go next. next. (laughs) I will go next. I decided to watch AEW so I could get the sadness and disappointment out of the way first. Damn. (laughs) And, And end my night on a happy note. Opening match. Amazing. Tag match. Awesome. Oh, yes. Yes. After that, uh, I fast forwarded through a lot, a whole lot, a whole whole lot. Um, I think I watched more commercials than I actually watched of the actual show. That main event, only. Uh, oh, I feel so bad for Hangman. God, that poor guy. The match was. I, I, I couldn't get into it. It was horrible. It was, it was, it was even horrible on fast forward, and we're talking like as fast as you can go fast forward. So, like, I watched the whole match in like thirty seconds, and it was still too much and too long. Garbage. This is what the rating it gets.
1: Just <laughs> two middle fingers. <laughs>
5: Fuck that match. And I watched NXT, which, like I said, it made me happy from beginning to end. Enjoyed it. Main event, I have no complaints. The match was fucking amazing. uh everybody in my house enjoyed it so if i I even got my daughter that doesn't watch wrestling, my oldest daughter and she enjoyed it. so the match was
4: great. My next
0: sure Not now
4: yes. oh okay um. All right, uh, I watch NXT live every week. I always watch Dynamite the day after. Um, Sasha and Io, that was the match I was looking forward to the most uh, this week, and it did not disappoint. Met my expectations and then some. Um, As far as the main event of Dynamite, I did not see it. I fell asleep during Kenny Omega's entrance. And I woke up when FTR was in the ring after the match was over. And I was like, well, that's the end of that. And I'm sure I didn't miss much.
1: I mean, we all know you don't like Kenny Omega anyway. So uh, I, I can only imagine the, uh, the, uh, this, this spuming hatred that would have been coming out of your mouth if you would have watched the match. Because I don't think I know anyone... Besides Jim Cornette that hates Kenny Omega as
5: much as you do. All
3: right, JJ, you last. Let's go ahead. All right. All right, so let's talk about the main events first. Um, the NXT main <coughs> event was amazing. It was, it was great. Um, my only problem that I had with it, which is not a bad problem at all. I wish that they would have went like a little like three or four minutes longer that's just my thing because it was it was really good so like I was really really invested and I was like oh it's over already we only had 16 minutes of a match you know I was, I was kind of hurt by that because you know I, I wanted more because they're that damn good now the AEW Dynamite um I do not like Kenny I think he's talented yes he's talented but I, I don't personally like his character I guess per se and uh their match was cool, and I kind of see that they're, like, planting the seeds for, you know, their breakup, but, like, I really didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't. <laughs> like, like, you could tell me, a biased fan, like, would you rather watch Sasha Banks or Kenny Omega? I'm watching yeah. Sasha
4: Banks. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah, all day long. <laughs> and, like, as an overall show – I think Dynamite had, like, overall, like, they had some really better – they had some better matches in the middle than NXT did. I think NXT – I didn't – the Stripe match was okay. I didn't – I thought it was – I thought it was eh, – I, th- I got a little bored with it. But, like, Penelope Ford and Sheeta did put on a pretty good match, except for when uh, Kip came out.
1: Oh, 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 yes. oh okay. my God. Okay. Oh, I
0: forgot gonna, about I that remind bullshit. I
1: about that. But go ahead and finish your point before I say what I have to say about that. Go
3: ahead. And oh. I really—that was a good match. No, you AEW idiots! It wasn't a classic. It was a good match, but not a classic. It was a good match until Kip came out, cause it was like—and I knew Kip was gonna come out even after he got ban- banished from from the sh- to the shadow realm. I mean, oh my god, I can't believe I that. But anyway, when he took the goddamn candlestick stick, I was like, "Oh, his motherfuckers coming back out here. I know it." And what did he do? I was like, okay, this is, that was stupid. It, like, it totally just dragged me out of the match. Oh. I, was
0: like, why? I
3: was like, there was no purpose, there was no point. You got banned from ringside. You are banned. But the way didn't see it. I don't care. Oh. It started. and It was really good. And then, like, they buried her. They buried um, she finisher in the process because she hit. Oh. like God. she actually,
2: I think she actually hit three times in the match.
3: Yeah, they yeah. kind of buried a finisher, yeah. and I was like, oh, that's what we're doing. But, yeah, yeah, those ladies did put on a good match, and I think it was the best match for AEW. Okay. okay. So, I mean, I mean, before
1: before we, before we move on to the actual topics, I, want, I do want to talk about that. Um, Cliff, you got something?
2: Yeah. So, I was going to say, like, when it came to the main events, like, obviously, Sasha and oh, yeah, about his I, didn't, I didn't get to say my <laughs> – <laughs> Uh, when it came to when it came to um, the main events, right? I was all about Sasha versus Io, and a lot of people know why because I'm a huge fan of Sasha. I obviously love Io Shirai. I have her a few times on the, the top ten for the number one spot. So I think when it came down to it, I was always going to be hyped for that. Um, although I I do like the best friends. I know like they're not like my favorite tag team in the tag team scene for AEW, but the match for me was just kind of it was just kind of lame. Like, I felt like it probably would have been better in the middle somewhere. The one thing I will give credit, though, is that AEW came out on fire with their first hour. Because yeah. the uh, MJF and Wardlow match was on, was bomb. Sheeta's match was good. I liked it. I don't even care about Kip Saving coming out. I loved the match all the way through. And then, like, somewhere in the middle, it just, like, died. <laughs> like, died off. And lost steam, where NXT, like, they came out on fire. And, like, they just built the momentum all the way up. They built it up, like, they do... um like, their takeover shows. And so when we got to that main event spot, we were, like, we were already in that mindset of, like, this is going to be epic. And we got what we wanted. So, I mean, to me, I think NXT just kept the consistency going and knew exactly how to fire on all cylinders. And that's what they did, man. So I think that's the reason why I was, like, I was more hyped about the show. And even coming up with this next week for night two of Fire Fest and night two of uh, Great American Bash, like, I think we're going to see the same thing, like. I wouldn't be surprised if NXT came out on top for a third week in a row.
3: I'm going to back off of you real quick, Cliff. NXT is going to, I think, it's 99% sure that NXT is going to beat them in the ratings again. Just for the simple fact that Mox and uh, Brian Cage are not having their uh they're having their their match. And, and Adam Cole and Keith Lee are having the title versus title match. So, yeah. I I'd 100% agree that, yeah, NXT is going to win the ratings. Just, just due to that, If maybe if the match for Mox and them happened, maybe it could have, you know, gave it the extra push. Yeah. But yeah, what I will
2: j- say, though, I will say that I'll be surprised. Actually, I won't be surprised if this happens, right? And a lot of people, I know this is where everybody's going to, like, have their, their thing. Do not be surprised if the most watched match is Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho. I didn't say the best match just said the most watched. Like, I feel like the viewers are going to check out that match the most because it's – obviously, Orange Cassidy has, like, this huge following. Chris Jericho is Chris Jericho. And although Keith Lee and Adam Cole is a big matchup, like, I just feel like more fans are going to want to watch that match versus
4: the other one.
1: I won't – I won't – I won't – And I
4: hope those fans choke on Tony Khan's penis. Yep,
5: I agree. I totally agree.
4: All right, um, we're gonna move
1: on. We're gonna move on. Are you gonna
5: talk about no, I'm not gonna talk about Kip Sabian. You're not, you're because... not gonna talk about that bullshit. No, that was uh, some bullshit. That was some bullshit. That, oh, uh, you know I what? Move his on mother, mother should. Because have, no, show, his we, mother we should have be debate
1: topics. And so I got I want to move on. So we're not gonna talk about Kip Sabian's bullshit and how, um. You know what? Fuck it. I just have to say it because I, I hate the women's division in AEW so much. But it was a good match. It, it was, was a nice good team. match, and one of the best. That's okay. So last week, and I said it on the last week's show. Uh, I the um the match that she'd have had last week when I don't forget who the fuck she faced, but it was some nobody, and she you know buried him. But when she came out to the crowd and beat the shit out of Penelope Ford and all that, I was like, okay, now you got me hooked. I'm excited because. Sheeta was looking like an Asian badass, and I'm like, okay, I can get with this. The match was happening, and I was I was into the match. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it until Kip Saban came out, and he threw the kendo stick up in the air like a little bitch, and fucking Sheeta caught it, and pow, pow, pow. That's when it lost it for me, and that's when the match went. <laughs>
0: um.
1: Other than that, I guess, like uh, JJ said, the match was good. It wasn't a bad match. And I, and I, and I, you'll probably, hopefully, hopefully, you'll hear me say this more often for AEW uh, women's, uh, you know, division matches. But (sighs) every time I give them credit, it seems like the week after I give them credit, they just, you know, shoot me in the ass for giving them credit. So, but. Yeah, it was that that Kip Sabian coming out there with the candlestick ruined everything for me, as far as that women's uh that women's championship match. So, Damon, do you have like you want, you want to say something more uh, uh, for it? If you do, I'll give you thirty seconds.
5: <laughs> Kip Sa- Kip Sabian's mother should have swallowed them.
2: Oh, <laughs> righty then. So, alright. Gonna- first of all, no. I like his, I like Kip Sabian. As of Not home. after that. Not Hold on. after that. Hold on. No. Hold on. No. We can, no. We, can, we can we can throw the bullshit up about it, right? Overall, I like Kip Savian. but to be fair, and we keep saying it, there are some times that AEW does take a misstep, right? This was one of those times. They did. They did.
4: Sometimes. Make
2: Stop. They got two left feet,
4: Cliff. You were being way too. Stop. A
2: They're a young company. They can make those mistakes. Okay. Hey, They're doing the electric
4: slide when they're supposed to be doing the cha-cha slide.
2: Hey, at least they're doing the slide. My point being is that my point being is that these guys, like, they're still a young company. They're still learning what what fans will like, what fans won't like. So they're still building this brand, right? And it's going to be like that for the next two years, and we'll see in year four. We can at that point be like, "Yo, you can't make these same mistakes because." We've learned from past the past that this isn't a thing. What I do like about AEW, though, is that they're at least willing to go out and try this stuff. And if it doesn't hit, then they know, all right, we'll scrap that. We won't do it. But one thing that you did say, Chaz, and it's something that's been consistent, is it seems like every week we're like, man, that's the best match that they've had in the women's division. Which tells us that with Sheeta on the card and when Britt Baker comes back and when we start getting some other talent that can like come hold the roster up, like maybe like Big Swole We'll eventually see her do uh, Nyla Rose. Obviously, like all those all those women coming on the roster, we're going to see great matches coming out of the women's division. So I have like really high hopes for them because it's like every time I turn around, we're like, man, we didn't like that t- we didn't like that match, but we like that one. Oh, but we like that match too. Like we could talk about Abaddon versus Anna Jay, right? Like that match short, right? But it did the point. Abaddon came out. She was a beast. And we're like, damn, that was a good match, like a good squash match. Like, that really helps Abaddon because it was a red herring because they led up to making Anna Jay believe, like, she's the next big thing. Bam, crushed her. And then Abaddon went on. And obviously, Anna Jay is now with the door quarter. But nonetheless, we're seeing the, the buildup of the women's division, which I can't help but say, like, I really appreciate. And NXT has already had, like, the women's division on lock because let's be real. NXT's women's division is better than the main roster women's division. NXT
1: has had oh God, the yeah, by far. last like seven something years now. Yeah, yes, <laughs> the women's division
5: has always been off the.
1: Yeah, yeah. So and I to 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 just and I know I know we're gonna say we're gonna move on, but like you said, Cliff, you know they they are they're, they're building this women's division, and I do I do I do and I you do shit on them. I do shit on it and. I shouldn't for a reason because of the fact, and I think it's because I'm so accustomed to the NXT women's division. Like I said, the NXT women's division has been bar none the best thing in wrestling for like for the, for the past five years, which will lead us to our second debate topic, you know, which is why why, we know why we're talking about the second debate topic in the first place is the NXT women's division. Segway. (laughs) You know, right. Definitely Segway, but that's not even the first debate topic, which um, actually, you know what? Fuck it, we're here now. We're gonna go to that now. That's the that's the segue. So, oh. um, but to, to finish the point that AEW, like you said, give them a couple years. I will. I have to agree with the fact. That, yeah, they're a new, co- they're a young company. They're gonna make mistakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool beans. But if when the savior comes back from injury, and when I mean the savior, that is Britt Baker, because I have been championing for Britt Baker since the damn near start of AEW, that's one person that no one can ever check me on that I've never switched up on, and that is Britt Baker. When the savior comes, and they put the belt on her, and they give her the the title run that she deserves, and that she is oh, damn it, because she should have got it before that damn 98-kilo-pound Asian schoolgirl named Rihu. I think all will be right in the AEW women's division. So segue into that we're gonna i'm I'm changing things around because i can do that so this has been um in our inner circle Uh, i like how i did that um (laughs) this has been brought to our attention this has been a uh topic between us and honestly a debate uh who is the best out of the four horse women um, the women's evolution in WWE, the women's revolution, evolution, whatever you want to call it, um, it kind of, it started with the four horsewomen, and that is uh, Sasha Banks, Bayley, Becky Lynch, and the Queen Charlotte Flair. Um, these four women were, you know, pretty much started the the buzz that is women's wrestling is you know today. They started in NXT and they transitioned that into the main roster and pretty much they're your top four uh, wrestlers in the women's division that are being used on the main roster, point blank. So the big topic is pretty much this. Who is the best overall wrestler out of the four horsewomen? Um, This was brought on by JJ because JJ has a strong stance on it, and I'm going to let him get to that, but I want to hear everyone else's point of view first, and then – J.J. will come in at the end and give his take because this was his this was his topic that he unintentionally brought on himself. And it's a murder that's about to happen. But he's asked for this.
2: So, um, Damian. Oh, let's go through and have everybody name their fav or their their best wrestler from the on the, the four horsemen and our four horsemen. I'm sorry. And then let J.J. do his points and then we can go from there.
1: Okay, fine. All right, fine. We'll, we'll all right. So the rest of us will name ours. Our first, then uh, JJ, you'll go. You'll name yours, and you'll do your points, and then we'll follow suit. Sound like a time? All Italian? right. Awesome. Cool beans. I'll go so, first.
5: Ah, uh, Damien. Yes, you can go first. Never bet against the queen. All around.
1: All right. That's uh, that's a vote. for Charlotte Flair. Ah, uh, Cliff. Sasha Banks. Okay. Uh Mr. Idol?
4: Uh just so we're clear, this is who we think is the best one. Not our favorite one, right? Correct. Right, yeah. Okay. Charlotte Flair.
5: Alright.
1: Um I'm gonna go with Woo! The Queen. Moment Charlotte Flair. Alright, JJ. The the floor is yours.
5: Okay, I'm going to mute this so I don't interrupt you. By the way,
1: all righty, I wish I could mute, but I'm right next to him. Because <laughs> everyone has muted themselves, by the way, because
3: you have brought this on. You go ahead, all righty. So, um, you three, the 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 uh, never mind, that's that's kind of racist. Let me not say that. Okay, <laughs> uh, okay so. You three are sheep. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Cliff, you're the only smart one in this in in this uh in this group. So yeah, I'm gonna point that out, by the way. I changed my vote. (laughs) Oh, you can't change it. It's bullshit. Okay. Um, I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) So um it's without a doubt, it's it's Sasha Banks. It's 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 close though. It's close. And you guys can have, you know, your arguments, whatever. But my points are going to explain why uh, Sasha is the best horsewoman out of the four. Um, So let me just start. Let me just get my bullet points. Okay. um, Sasha Banks on the mic is way better than Flair. If you're going to say Charlotte Flair is the best. Um, It's come on guys it's it's, it's not close Charlotte sounds like a robot on the fucking mic a lot of the times Um, Sasha as a character is better than Charlotte Flair Charlotte Flair since she left NXT is basically just Rick fucking Flair with tits that's literally all she is she even got the goddamn music she does the woo she is literally just a carbon copy of Rick. And I'm pretty sure when you guys are like, oh my god, Charlotte, let's go to the main roster. When does she get, you know, 16 title reigns as a joke? And Vince is like, oh, good shit, let's do it. Let's fucking do it. And now look, she's already at 12. And w- which one of them are actually memorable? None. I bet you can't name a single title run of Charlotte Flair that was actually legit Memorable. Anyway, um, when Charlotte was was on the three brands, right? Did the ratings increase? Did they? Did the ratings increase? Nobody wants to see Charlotte Blair. But when Sasha gets on NXT, oh look, they're on a they're on a streak. Don't be surprised if they bring Sasha back on NXT this week. Don't be surprised. Um, don't, don't be surprised. Please uh, don't be surprised. It was already filmed. What are you
2: talking you about? You don't know. It's not like they're gonna be like, oh, hey, Sasha, come back for a second episode. They've already filmed all of American
3: Badge, you dumbass. You never know. You never know. You never know. Just let
0: me get you. You're about to be on mute, clever goddammit. <laughs> Shit.
3: Okay. Um, if we're looking at like the best women's matches, everyone's best matches with, with with Sasha Banks, without a doubt. Um. That 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 that's come on. What is Charlotte's best matches with Sasha? What's Alexa Bliss's best matches with Sasha? She, I mean, but Alexa does get carried in all her matches, even though I like Alexa. Um. When, Be- when Becky Lynch's title ring, hell, I think that well, her best her best matches, that title ring was with Sasha. Um, and the only reason why she just doesn't get the push is because she's not a flare and she's not blonde. Please, I want the credit. I want the smoke.
4: Becky isn't blonde either. Just want to point that out.
3: Becky's shit was an accident. <laughs> was- Bailey also
4: isn't blonde, and she's had a longer title reign than all of Sasha's combined. Just want to point that out, too.
3: Okay. Title reigns doesn't necessarily mean anything. I literally just gave you reasons why. Uh, according to you, uh,
4: they actually do mean something because you referenced title matches. I mean, title reigns during your uh, point. Just saying.
0: All right, I never mentioned it
4: at all at this point.
1: You did. You mentioned. You said the title reign. You uh, you, you said that. I just said. The, oh yeah. Right, yeah, you're right. You I, just, I just said the just that. they title reigns anything. aren't
3: memorable. They aren't. Okay,
1: so um, things I, things. I'll take over. I'll go and um, so I'm before I even before I even <laughs> argue with your point on the fact on whether or not Sasha is the best or not. I'm going to start saying why I feel like Charlotte's the better uh, of the horsewoman. No, it's not because she's blonde. I'm going to give you a hardcore facts. So, Charlotte Flair um, is homegrown. That's number one. Charlotte, Charlotte wasn't in the Indies. Okay? Charlotte didn't go wrestle in, you know, your bingo halls with 100 people. Charlotte was down there at the PC before the PC was a thing. She was at FCW. She trained there. She was homegrown talent. Because. And, no, 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 no. Listen, 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 listen. Charlotte didn't have. Okay, first out of Flair's kids, no one knew anything about who Charlotte was. We knew who what David Flair was. So let's put let's put the facts out there. We thought we never thought that Flair's kids could really wrestle in the first place. Okay, let's put that's number one out there because you you know because I know you're gonna use the name that oh her name value is what brings up there no. Because
3: That's not what I was gonna say. no,
1: no, no, I'm just saying because no, but you've said this even previously. Of her name values, what gets her her her, her shots and her things. No, Flairs just y'all because so her last name is
0: Flair
1: doesn't mean anything because David Flair is a Flair and he's wrestling on the Indies. He was in WCW. He is the only person to start to do it backwards and go from WCW then go to the Indies. So let's 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 put it there. Charlotte worked. Charlotte worked her ass off. And I'm not discrediting any other of the horsewomen to say they they didn't work their ass off because all four of these women are great. I want to put it out there all four of these women are great, okay? And they all worked their asses off. But Charlotte, Charlotte had it had it worse because of her last name. Because of her last name, she had it worse. Charlotte puts on entertaining matches, okay? Charlotte has the package. Charlotte comes out there and looks like a star. Charlotte Flair had our own mother watching a wrestling match after she found out it wasn't fake. And we know how our mother feels about wrestling now after she found out it was phony. So Charlotte Flair will bring in the viewers. Regardless, she brings in the
3: casual fan or the fan that used to watch it because of her last name. What about NXT, though? What about NXT? NXT. Why didn't its ratings increase? Why did it drop when she was on the show? <laughs> I, just, I just, I just, boom!
1: No, it's no there <laughs> is no boom. Yes. <laughs> Why is there a boom? Why didn't they increase? I don't know. Maybe it's a pandemic and not many really, people really want to watch fucking wrestling. How's that? Let's let's look at that. Let's look at that. Let's let's bring the real world. Maybe it's up there's a pandemic and not
4: people really want to watch wrestling. They I'd also know. like to I'd also like to point out that the numbers didn't. Dramatically jump up when Finn Balor came down, either.
3: Exactly.
4: So that's just Charlotte worked, okay?
1: Charlotte, Charlotte, you think? Okay, I will say this. I'll agree with you. Char- uh, Sasha is better on the mic than Charlotte. I- I'll give you that. But Charlotte puts on better matches. Charlotte is more athletic than Sasha. Just because Sasha can fold herself and you know damn near die on everything doesn't make her a better wrestler than Charlotte. Charlotte looks like a star. When, Sh- when Charlotte comes out on a Raw or a SmackDown, on an NXT or a pay-per-view, she commands the screen. She is legitimately the queen. And it's not a gimmick because that's what she looks. She portray- Not only does she portray that, but she lives that. So I, I, I not to discredit Sasha and you know just because everybody's best matches with Sasha doesn't make doesn't make those Sasha's best matches. So I I kind of have to disagree with you on, 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 with, with the Sasha. I have to go with Charlotte. Charlotte never fails. She delivers each and every time. And it's proven that she delivers every time. There, I I cannot tell you a bad Charlotte Flair match. You cannot tell me a bad Charlotte Flair match, even if you wanted to. So I'm gonna end on that one.
2: What about that tag match on a uh, TLC?
1: I don't even know what match you. I don't even know that. I really don't even know what match you're talking about.
2: <laughs> Kyrie Saint, Kyrie Oscar uh, versus Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. Are we talking single uh, matches?
1: I was just talking single matches, but right. that tag match was bad.
2: I will give you, I will <laughs> give you that.
1: <laughs> I was talking
2: yeah, about But that. it's
4: bad because Kairi Sane got knocked the fuck out in the middle of it. It wasn't bad because it just was bad.
2: I feel, no, you know what? Like, no, I, I beg to differ. Like, man, I just all around I thought the match is, I mean, granted, I think even if Kairi Sane was coherent, right, I just felt like man. the dynamic of the match just was off the whole time,
4: though. I mean, that was a bad book match. Well, that's anyway. a whole, well, you know, that's a whole nother topic of whether the match should have been booked to begin with. Because I'm right there with you, Cliff. When I saw it announced, I was just like, mm, okay, the that's odd. But, but, <laughs> but that's, that's a whole nother discussion.
1: So, but go ahead, Cliff. Uh, you can give, give your points on uh, Sasha. Actually, right. wait, wait, wait. Actually, before you give, actually, I'm going to hold off on you because you're on Sasha's side. Okay. You're on the Sasha's side, so I'm going to hold off on you. Uh, I see. Any, meenie, minie mode. Catch a tiger. Uh, go ahead, Justin. You
3: point
4: it I definitely. Okay. Point it so, I like to pre-reference this by saying that even though I think Charlotte is the best, she's not my favorite horsewoman. My favorite horsewoman is Sasha. I just like to start off with that. That's why I specifically asked. I was like, I want to make sure: is this best on who we think is the best or who is our favorite? The answer is different. So, uh kind of piggyback off of what you said Chaz. like like let's just take the fact let's say charlotte wasn't a flare but everything else about her was the same everybody's attitude would change it'd be a completely different outlook because she's not bad she's done nothing wrong she always she 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 always does well everything you hand to her she knocks it out the park like everything Put her with the best wrestler on the roster. Put her with the worst wrestler on the roster. Put her with an okay wrestler on the roster. You're going to get a good match. Anything she does is automatically perceived as important because she's built up that rapport. Like she's like she's like Cena or Orton. Automatically, it's important or Undertaker. It's automatically important because they're involved. Championship, no championship. It's a big match on the card because she's involved. I haven't, seen her have, I haven't seen her have a bad match. I haven't, after a Charlotte match, I haven't gone, oh, that was a stinker. And I think Sasha, Sasha does, she is better at promos. But kind of to, to talk about what JJ was saying, that, okay, Charlotte's the female version of Ric Flair. Okay, she's making it work, but you can't come at her gimmick because what the fuck is the legit boss? Like, really, like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is that? Just I boss? like it. <laughs> I like it. But what
1: the fuck is that? She's not even the legit boss anymore now. You got to remember, she's True. a blueprint. Oh,
4: yeah. Uh, oh, she's yeah. the blueprint, which she stole from Matt Morgan.
1: I was just about to say, I was going to mention that.
4: You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, if we're going to nitpick, we know what Charlotte's gimmick is. We don't know what the fuck uh, Sasha's gimmick is I like it, I like Sasha But like if we're gonna be splitting hairs I don't know what the fuck the blueprint is Like what the fuck is that I'm <laughs> uh, right, it's the hair color And then the legit, and then before that The legit boss, what the fuck was that What was the legit boss <laughs> What does that mean you Is it like bitch. Is a the boss bitch, okay So, if if we're going by that, oh, that was her character, being a boss bitch. Okay, well, so was Carmella, when Mella was money. If we're doing that, because then her character was a boss bitch. But, uh, as far as match quality, like, they're neck and neck. Like, they're neck and neck. I'm not saying, like, Charlotte is, like, dramatically better than Sasha. That's not what I'm saying at all. They're neck and neck. Like... You can make this case. It's an, e- it's an easy argument to make. I just think that Charlotte is more consistent. She's more cons- I just feel like she's more consistent. Take away, like, we're not even talking pushes. I'm just talking on a match-to-match basis. I feel like Charlotte is more consistent. I can tell you a bunch of great Charlotte Flair matches. I can tell you a handful of great Sasha Banks matches. That's just the way it is. Charlotte is more consistent. So that's why I think Charlotte is better.
3: Is it because she's more consistent on the card?
4: Uh, she's more consistent as far as being given something and making it work. Like knocking it out of the park. All right. That's what I'm talking I, about. Like, I right. like, well, I mean, on a case-by-case basis. Like, okay, I, for comparison, let's use uh, matches against Ronda Rousey. Yeah, Charlotte's match with Ronda Rousey at Survivor Series. Sasha's match with Ronda Rousey. At Royal Rumble, Sasha's match with Ronda Rousey at the Royal Rumble was really, really good, but it wasn't memorable in comparison to Charlotte's match with Ronda Rousey,
3: which was fucking amazing. Like that's she hit her with the goddamn she the, she beat her like a. like a, uh let me not use that word she beat her with that stick like she did like you know that's that's
4: the finish the rest of the match was fucking amazing too that's just the finish i mean but she she beat her like
0: i mean we're going going to be
4: like if if we're honest actually it was the finish and the aftermath of the match (laughs) because the match was over when she was beating her like a slave
3: (laughs) i wasn't gonna say like a slave just because you know uh nah, a, she
4: did. She beat her like
1: a slave. Let the people like know, slave. so they go that's, watch after they go
3: money. Was
4: chanting "Thank you, Charlotte." <laughs> when it was yeah, over,
3: everyone knew what the Rousey.
4: Ah, uh, stop, stop, no, stop, yeah. stop. We're yeah. not getting to the Rousey
3: push I'm talking about
4: Ronda Rousey's career. Stop it. We're talking about Charlotte and Sasha. Right. Okay. <laughs>
3: Calm down. But uh, go awesome. ahead, Cliff.
1: More consistent. Uh, you take the you know you because you, you're on the side of Sasha, so go ahead, give your point on uh, Sasha, and then Damon, you'll follow suit with the uh, with yours.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna lie, man. I kind of like the idea that you're like, oh yeah, Charlotte, Sasha, Charlotte. I like that. That's that's good. It's good. All right. So first thing that I like, I, I just want to jump off. Right. Um, we said like is Charlotte or like who's the best wrestler right of the four horsemen? I will agree that Charlotte is the best. Four horsemen wrestler, four horsewomen wrestler. I will say though that I think Sasha is the better overall performer, and here's why I say that. Right, if we were to if we were to rate these women, right, four to one, right, four being the best, one being the worst, right, and we could put them on a point system, we would consistently say that Sasha Banks was probably number two. We can't say that about Charlotte as far as like for instance promos, right? Do you think? Do we think that Charlotte is, and y'all can say yes or no, right? Do y'all think that Charlotte is the best on promos? Would you no. rank her number two as as far as being the best? Would you put her at three?
5: I'd
1: like, put her as- I would. I Me personally, I would put Charlotte at three. Because I, I, I think Becky gives better promos than Charlotte. Uh, yeah, mm. I think
5: so too.
4: It, for, uh, well, for me, I would though. go, for me when it comes to promos, I would go, I'd put Becky number one. Uh, I would put Sasha number two, Charlotte three.
2: But my point being, though, is that, and if we were to say best wrestler, right, as far as wrestler, clearly we know Charlotte would be number one. Sasha would be number two, right? Probably, probably Bailey and then Becky, that part is debatable, right? Mm-hmm. But my point being, though, is that every time we talk about each category, Sasha will come in number two. Charlotte won't always be number one. And, if she's not number one, she's definitely not sitting number two, right? We could even say – and just for a perfect example, Becky for Justin, Becky was number one, then Charlotte, or then Sasha, then Charlotte. My the point being, the overall performer, though, Sasha Banks is that person. Now, granted, yes, Sasha did have an advantage, right, going to the Indies first, then coming to NXT, and then going to the main roster, where Charlotte was homegrown at WWE, then she went to the main roster, and I will give credit where credit due, she exploded, right? And we don't even have to talk about her name. It could have been just Charlotte, right? We don't have to mention the fact that she's a flair. She just exploded on the scene. But the thing was is that Sasha Banks was always here, and Charlotte was somewhere here. And at some point, she got to the same level as Charlotte. And then, you know, maybe debatable, depending on who you want to talk to, she got better. Now, the Survivor Series match, I won't put Charlotte, Sasha, Sa- uh, Charlotte's match versus Ronda over Sasha's match over Ronda – at Royal Rumble, because I thought Sasha's match at versus Ronda at Royal Rumble was probably one of the two best matches that Ronda had. And part of it was the fact that both women can sell, let's just be real. Like, they did both just, just die on the set. We know that. But I feel like Sasha in the ring had a better command. And I think – and the other part might have been, too, that Ronda, like, was more comfortable in the ring at that time. And she was, like, getting better on the curve, like, coming through. So – I think that match for me was better than it was with Charlotte. And, and I don't even care about the ending for either match. It just – I just feel like that's just – it just a match work. I felt like the Sasha-Ronda ba- uh, match was better than, um, than Charlotte's. I think the other part that had a huge issue – the other part that I have, I, I think, where Sasha excels, obviously, is the selling, right? We know that she's a better seller. Um, and I think that in the end, like, athletic ability-wise, like, I, I have to give it to Charlotte, Right. But when I look at all the other aspects and I think about, like, the gimmick, right, if we, we, know, we know the gimmicks, right, I kind of have to say Charlotte's gimmick to me would be number three because you're copying, you're copying your dad, right? And we could talk about the blueprint, right, but I want to talk about the legit boss part where it's Sasha came in and she's like, I command the stage, this is who I am, I'm the baddest of the bad, and I'm going to be the best of the best no matter what. And I felt like when she was in NXT, like, that gimmick was just – that's where it was. And I think Hunter knew how to use that gimmick to his advantage, where, like, obviously in the main roster, it was kind of lost in translation with events, right? So when you look at their, their run in NXT, it's clear that, like, to me it was clear that Sasha was going to always be, like, the, the HBIC, right? And Charlotte was like, all right, I'm going to come through. I'm going to be a flair. But then when she got to the main roster, it was clearly, like, Sasha – or Charlotte, then Sasha – and I think Sasha just she consistently has like the platform set where, Char- I mean Charlotte she has her ups and downs, right? And I know like there was a period of time, right? And I do want to point this out. Sasha had nothing, legitimately had nothing because they didn't know what to do with her. So they they paired her with Cedric Alexander, I think it was. They put her on oh. two. No, I'm sorry, Rich Swan. They paired her with Rich Swan. They put her on 205 for a mm-hmm. hot minute because they had her for that one match where she was like so they could get ratings going for 205. But it was – um, and they had nothing for her, and then they put her back in the championship, and she shined again. It's just that I think Sasha, to me, just consistently holds – like, she can hold talent up, and she can make talent look like a million bucks, but then she can also still get herself over. Just like the Eo Shirai match. Like, sure, Charlotte didn't take the pin in that triple threat match, but we, we remember Eo Shirai beating Rhea, not Charlotte. But we remember – the Io Shirai and Sasha match, and granted, yes, it's fresh, right, because it just happened. But that match, like you said, Chaz, it was, it was almost a classic, right? And when we talk about classic matches, we look at Sasha, and Sasha has the match with Bayley on NXT. She has Flair, which I have to give credit, the Hell in a Cell match with Flair, right? But she also has the Hell in a Cell match with Becky. And then she also has, you know, and she has the False Count Anywhere match with... Charlotte as well as she has with um, the the Charlotte Raw uh, matchup that she had with her. So it just, I think for me, when I look at Sasha's matches, I'm just like, yo, know, I love the fact that she can work and she can sell and she still gets her gimmick over, but she still gets other people over where it seems lately like Charlotte has been burying talent, even though it's not her fault, right? Because it's a way that she's being booked, but it's like, she just, it doesn't, she doesn't help elevate the talent to me is what it just looks like. So that's why I think I have to say. As far as overall performer, I have to give it to Sasha. But as far as a better wrestler, I will give it to Charlotte.
1: All right, super villain.
5: All right, so I guess that, I mean for me, I'm more entertained by Charlotte matches than I am Sasha matches. Like both of them, great. I agree with like everybody's points when it comes to that. But it's like for me, it's a consistency, point blank. In general, like yeah, Charlotte might be booked more, but the fact that she's consistent with everything that she's getting handed to her—that's, in my opinion, makes her better. Just overall, down promos, it's a hidden miss. Sasha, she's got, she's got the the ratchet ass bitch thing down pat, like. She's she's not changing that. And it works for her. But, you know, you're saying that, like, Charlotte, you know, she's just copying her dad. But the thing is, she's doing things that her dad has never done. She's taking that... She's made her own name as a flair, point blank in general. Like, you know, her 12 title reigns are... Yeah, they might not be memorable, but the fact that, you know, she's consistent. The consistency. When it comes down to it, is consistent. Not injured that March, not all that long, and constantly grinding and getting better and better every match. I mean, I really got nothing else to say about that. That's perfectly honest.
4: It's consistency. That you brought up a good point, Damien. She, she is only getting better and better because, by all accounts, she's still technically a rookie. She's still real new in her wrestling career. Like, compared to the other three? Yes, by to Sasha, yeah, by far. Like, Charlotte honestly has not hit her peak as a wrestler yet. Whereas, you could say with the other three, they're pretty close to the peak, if not past it. Because they've been doing it long.
2: <laughs> well, let's not discount the, let's not put the fact out there and make it seem like Sasha's like so much older than Charlotte in year wise. I'm not saying age-wise. No, I'm not, really. not saying,
4: no, I'm not saying like, that.
2: No, strictly experience no, 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 wise, I'm saying like Sasha, yeah. Sasha's what, maybe a year or two, a little bit more experienced than Charlotte. Like she's not that been in the game. Hold on. No, no.
4: I'm saying the other horsewomen, they grinded on the indies. They have that indie grind, that indie experience. So they've been doing it. They they have, they have been doing it for a a long time. Whereas Charlotte, even if even if uh, time wise, it may be close. You got to think about the reps that Charlotte was putting in NXT. So even if let's say let's say the other horsewomen they had like a year and a half, two years jump on Charlotte, they're still further ahead. Because they've wrestled so many more matches in comparison to Charlotte, who's only wrestled in the WWE system. So we, sure, we're talking just the WWE schedule that she worked. We're not talking about before WWE hitting that indie grind too, where you're doing like three, four shows a weekend, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, now, but the at other- some
2: point in time, right? Let's let's use another comparison, right? Because. Yeah. At some point in time, like that all, like all that stuff that happens on the any washes out, and a perfect example of that would be Daniel Bryan and Miz when they were talking about it, right? Where Daniel, you know, M- Daniel Bryan would tell Miz like, "Hey, I've been doing this a lot longer than you have," and which the Miz legitimately said, "Yeah, that's probably true, but the five years that I've done this with the WWE trumps anything you've ever done on the Indies." Now, credits were now, whether that's whether
4: it's no, and star but, power.
2: But yeah, yeah but not, that's, that's
4: what I'm saying, no, I'm no, no. About, I'm, I'm talking about reps. I'm talking yeah, no, no, about but no, no. Practice, no,
2: no, 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 no. And here's my point. No, no, no. This is my point, though, and here's my point, right? At some yeah. point in time, right, when they both hit the main roster, they're both, they're both accomplishing the same amount of matches. Let's just be real. It's not like they're not grinding the same type of schedule, right? Unless, like, somebody gets hurt or somebody gets injured, then maybe we can, we can talk about that aspect. Because – but if you go match for match when they go on the main roster – they're putting in the same amount of reps. Regardless of how much experience they had on NXT and in the Indies, the match to off goes work. easy.
4: You can't. I, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying Charlotte has less wrestling mileage on her than the other three girls. That's what I'm saying. So Charlotte hasn't hit that peak yet. I'm saying the other three are going to break down in, in terms of wrestling mileage before Charlotte because they have more wrestling mileage on them.
3: Hold on, I figured it out. I'm I figured it out. I know exactly why Charlotte Flair is getting all her title reigns and it's not due to her name. It's not due to her name. She's 34, right? I think she wants to have a baby before she hits 40. So they're trying to make sure that they cram Vince everything. Vince McMahon really? cares that fucking much. Really?
4: really? <laughs> that's your, to cram that's your argument. That is your argument.
5: I'm really? saying,
2: okay, my point my I you know what? I'm going to describe what he said. I don't I don't give a shit. Right? Baby or not. It's fucking weird. Anyway, but I, I guess I understand where you're coming from as far like mileage goes and in a wrestling, yeah. like in a wrestling scenario, right? Because yeah. when you when you put in when you put in a lot of time, you know, eventually your body is going to break down. I think oh, yeah. I think as far as like saying like they reached their peak though, like I still don't think Sasha has reached her peak. I don't I don't know if she's she'd be close. I don't know, maybe.
0: But oh, man.
4: No, I'm not she, saying. I'm not saying like Sasha was like over the hill and like near the end. Well, no, but I
2: mean like her injuries wise though, because it has been noted <laughs> that she's been injured a few times and she's had to yeah. leave. And Charlotte has been able to catch that curve though, based on the time that Sasha has missed. So yeah. I mean, I, I will give credit. Yeah, I'm not, that I'm not saying like, says. but I'm also gonna go out there and say, Sasha is still a better all-around performer than what Charlotte is. But Charlotte is closing the gap.
4: Yeah. Like, every, every wrestler reaches a point, they reach a peak, where they're going to be as good as they're going to get. And then they stay there for a while. And then a slight drop-off, or the retirement usually happens before the drop-off. Like, there's always a point where a wrestler becomes as good as they're ever going to get. And I'm just saying that the other three are closer to that point than Charlotte is because ah. of that wrestling mileage.
2: Well, we've we already seen one of them. Okay. I'm not going to say that she's going to drop off. That's not, what I'm, that's, that's not what I mean. But Becky's off the scene, and we'll call it for about a year, right? Now, whether it, happens yeah. with, whether it happens with Sasha or Bailey or Charlotte next, I don't know. But we know that Charlotte's also planning on taking some time off, right? Yes. We'll see what we'll see what the ratings look like, whether they go unchanged or if they go up, they go down, whatever base. But what we do know is that when we get the four horsewomen back in complete set, like shit's about to hit the ceiling. Like it's it's gonna look amazing. I just want put it out there. I just still think that to me, looking at Charlotte or Sasha, I feel like Sasha still is the better performer all around than where Charlotte is. But Charlotte is closing the gap. I will I will make sure to I have to make sure to say that.
0: All right.
1: Well the epic uh debate has happened and we uh we could sit here and talk about the four horsewoman all show, but we definitely have another debate topic to get to. And we also have the uh the best segment in all of recount podcast uh history, and that is the uh, Red Dogs Power. Rangers. But before we get to that, we gotta get talk about this, and that is the shots that have been thrown, ladies and gentlemen, uh to WWE's Ways. So um, this past week on Fighter Fast, uh AEW was uh definitely caught throwing a lot of shots at WWE's ways. Um there were a lot of uh, subtle shots that if you didn't know, then you know you didn't know. But if I you know, know. Really? You still don't even know that who, who that is. That was your boy JJ. He did that. But um
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Um, but if you know, you know. And But one was very, very, very apparent. And that was when Taz and Brian Cage were out doing uh, their promo. And Taz came out and said that uh, at AEW, they don't run a sloppy shop here. Um, So the debate topic, you know, is, is the shots that are thrown at WWE by AEW, are they at this point now egregious? Um... Uh, We'll start with you, Damien. Then we'll uh, go around the horn with uh, JJ, Idol, Cliff, and um, I'll come in at the end.
5: All right. Uh, Like, I don't know. I think at this point, like, before it was like, all right, I get it. But, like, now it's, it's getting old. Like... I feel like they're doing it to try to get a rise. And we all saw what happened with WCW did that. And uh it didn't work out for them. And then they hired Russo and then they died. So now I'm just waiting for them to hire Vince Russo. So all
3: right. yeah, hey, I- Okay, look. All right. What 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 were they saying wrong though, really? They are kind of running a sweatshop. That's not the
4: topic of discussion.
3: Is it egregious? No, it is a part of the topic. Is it egregious, really, if they're telling the truth? Really? Like, Vince cares more about the fucking dollar signs, which, you know, I guess because, you know, a businessman, you know how they think. It's all about the moolah. care about the safety later. That's how he's going about thinking, and t- what Taz said wasn't wrong. But AEW is basically that is basically like me when I was younger. Taz got all the fucking spotlight. What? And I'm like, hey, notice me, notice me. What? Notice me. Hey. And today's episode of Doctor Phil. <laughs> They're they're, they're just trying to get noticed. And, yeah. I'm sorry I had to use you as an example. That's not even true. I know. It's just an example, Chaz. But I'm just – that doesn't make no sense.
0: Anyway, go ahead.
1: Go ahead, Idol.
3: It was an example. All right. It's not true, but it's just an example, guys. God. (laughs)
1: Your mother's going to listen to this and she's going to be like, did
0: you really think that?
4: Anyway, go ahead, Idol. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, here's my thoughts on it, right? It reminds me of someone that tells the same joke over and over again that was once funny that's no longer funny, right? Okay. If I make a joke, if I say... Flavor Flav is ugly as shit. You guys might laugh. You know, <laughs>
0: right?
4: Right, right? But if every episode, if I say, hey guys, Flavor Flav is ugly as shit, after a while, you're going to be like, all right, bro. <laughs> like, kill out. Why he you keep mentioning Flavor Flav and how you look? <laughs> like,
0: It's annoying.
4: It was cool at first, like, ooh, they're throwing shots. They want to get noticed. And now at this point, you just look desperate. You look desperate. Cause it's like, is that the only way you can get in the headlines? Is if you mentioned Vince McMahon and his crew? You can't do anything or produce anything that's worth talking about in the mainstream. You gotta talk you gotta bring up NXT, Vince McMahon. It just it makes them look really desperate. Hey, really desperate, and I—I've always heard this growing up. If people are talking about you, that means they're bothered by you and your existence. <laughs> because if everything was was great, and Tony Khan, they wouldn't need to bring up NXT or WWE. It wouldn't even be a blip on the radar. They'd be focused on them and their operation, what they're doing. So yeah, I think it is unnecessary. Like, what? It it's not gonna move. It's not gonna bring them more ratings. They're not gonna make any more money. So, so why do it? At this point, it's just it's a waste of time. It, it's just it's it's something cute to say to get the people on Twitter to go ooh. At this point, because it's not moving business. It's not improving their business in any way, shape, or form. No. That's we how I think want to, about that.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna agree. Like, at first, like, it was fun, because we were like, holy shit, like, they're talking about WWE, blah, 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 blah. Now it's like, just just stop. Just stop. Yeah, we know, we know, we know they're fuck ups. We know the company's a fuck up. You don't have to keep pointing it out. We don't care anymore. At this point in time, we just don't give a shit. So to me, I'm just like, cool, you said it, you know, when Cody said his one thing, or like, hey, you know, there's, there's no invisible glass here. I can see you and we can come talk to you. Blah, 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 blah. Not like we're at another company or when, you know, Chris Jericho, right? That was the, the what do he say with Jack Swagger? Uh, that, was a, that was a bad idea by or it was a stupid idea by bad creative. Like, no. Now it's like, all right, dude, Taz, like, just stop. It's not helping you. It's not hurting you, but it's, just, it's definitely not helping you. And mind you. How many times have we heard AEW say we're going to focus on our own program and keep our, and we're going to keep doing our own thing and keep pushing our own ways. So just please stop talking about the competition. If you don't need to talk about the competition, don't. Just keep driving the, the ship forward and fuck the other guys. There's a, there's a thing I used to joke my friends, right? And I still talk about it with my friends. It's a great business practice. When you're in business, you don't you have to think of it like a racehorse, right? Racehorses wear blinders, and do you know why? So they don't see what the fuck's going on of our side. size. They just keep running their own race. If you keep looking over what everybody else is going to do, so is everybody else. So keep the blinders on and keep running forward and stop worrying about the competition. It's just, it's just stupid.
1: All right. Well, guess what? I am going to be the opposite here. Um, I don't think it's a problem. I don't find it any problem with... Uh, aew throwing shots at wwe um this is what the fans want let's 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 keep it a buck fifty um there's a whole segment on our show called the Wednesday Night War rundown and that's what it is it's a it's a war and whether or not whether we play up the war or not, they're in competition. Why not throw a jab here and there Ike. It's not like WWE doesn't throw slight jabs. And it's like, let's, let's be real. This is what they want. This, people want to see throw the shots. That whole company in itself is based off of anti-WWE. Is it not? So why not throw the shots? Okay? Let, let's, 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 let's be real. Let's, let's, let, and I think that's what makes them the opposite of WWE. They acknowledge that there's other things out there. WWE doesn't acknowledge that there are other companies out there. So let's let's throw the shots. Why not? Why not? I don't see any problem. It creates a good man, a a, a wise man once said to me, well, he didn't say it to me, but he said it, and I listened to him, and he said, controversy creates cash, okay? Now, whether or not this creates controversy or not. It's creating cash. I, shut, it is my turn to speak. It's my turn. Damn it!
5: Hey. It's my turn. Crap! You said it's my it.
1: turn to talk. It is my turn to talk. Okay, I'm gonna talk. Hey, hey is for okay. horses. All right.
2: It's my turn to talk. Oh wait, that's not a horse.
1: It's my turn to talk. It's my point. Everyone's made their point now. Let me speak. I didn't interrupt any of y'all. Let me speak. So, well, I. You know, it, whether or not it's whether or not, it, if it's old or not, that's what they want. It's a war. Whether we like it or not, whether you want to look at it as a war, oh, follow your own. D- Come on. this only it, this does better for both companies and all. Oh, they throw this shot at WWE. It does WWE good. It does them good. It gets the buzz going. OK, Cool. We're in, it's not, we have to look at it like this. It's not 19, it's not the 90s anymore. Okay. Yeah, WCW did it, but Twitter is a real thing, guys, and Twitter is a very powerful tool. Why do you think we have the most powerful Twitter in uh, all of podcasting? So, Twitter is a powerful tool. It makes it, listen, it looks really good if you can trend on Twitter during Wednesday night just because you said something that was out of pocket. Okay. Why do you think? How do you think the speaking out movement that we talked about all show last week happened because of what Twitter and why? Because it was trending. We have to look at it like this. This is not the 90s. And, and this war, this Wednesday night war is different from the Monday night war. Clearly, it's on two separate days, but that's, you know, the obvious. But we're in different years and the times have changed. OK, what's trending on Twitter is a real thing why do you think the rock was plugging things on tr- on Twitter when he came back he I seen his lady parts now trending on Twitter why do you think WWE was pushing Twitter at a time at that time because Twitter is a hot thing okay social media is what works that's what get things over more you know in 2020. Like is it is it is it not like? Like I, I just I I, I honestly be, I I'm surprised that we're all like for the majority of us except for JJ here. I mean I'm not surprised at his answer. I mean he's a he's a fucking sleaze bag anyway.
3: Sleaze bag.
1: Um, I'm I'm, I'm shocked that we're all not on the same accord on this one. Where it's like,
2: yeah, like it's it's it's, it's a bad thing. Like what? Like 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 what? Okay. Here's my thing. You said it best, right? Controversy creates cash, right? It's a perfect, it's a, it's a perfect metaphor. But here's the problem. There's a, there's a diminishing return effect that's happening. And if you keep poking at it, the return you're getting back is not the same. It's the same reason why Stone Cold Steve Austin, whenever they bring him back on Raw, the viewership doesn't go up as much. The first time he came back, everybody watched because why? Because Stone Cold was coming back. The second time Stone Cold was coming back, nobody really watched. So they raced him off for a couple years. They didn't let him come back. And then guess what? He came back. Boom. Ratings go through the roof. Why? Because exactly. it's Stone Cold E. Lawson. He comes back again. They don't get the return. He comes back again. They don't get the return. It's the same reason with The Undertaker. Whenever The Undertaker comes back, SmackDown or Raw, whatever show he goes on, goes through the roof. But the following show, when he's on there, it doesn't happen. Why? because it's a return of diminishing... It's a diminishing returns. That's what it is. And that's what we're seeing with AEW. Like, every time that we mention WWE or their programming on AEW, the ratings kind of go up. But if you keep consistently doing it, the return doesn't come back. And that's what well, we're, we're not, seeing but, oh, right oh.
1: now. It's not like they're doing it every week. That's not... That's <laughs> not, oh, that's not we're not going to say they're doing it every week. Because it, it's not... Like, they're not doing these shots every week, though. Like, it, like. The last what, what? Let's let's be The last time they really threw a shot at NXT, AEW. AE, I mean, Lord Jesus, NXT or WWE probably was was what a good while ago. It's not like they're doing this every week. MJF, even yeah. if we said it was February, right? Let's oh, MJ. What MJF? Okay, MJF is the is the special case. That that motherfucker. Just
0: we have a the reigning. Like he just well, don't here's give a shit
2: though. That's his here's him. <laughs> Here's my point, though, right? Even if the last shot that was thrown was February, it seemed like AEW from October to December, even January, it seemed like every other week or every two weeks, there was some kind of shot thrown at WWE. And at some point, that diminishing return is going to hit. And that's what you're seeing. Taz makes the mention. We all go, ooh, he said something. But guess what? Nobody's tuning in to AEW to see what else happens. And you saw the effect. We saw the main event was the problem, right? We, we can acknowledge the main event. It, it is what it is. But it's not like people turned over to AEW because they're like, look at NXT. That's not what happened. That's what, But when you create that kind of controversy, you want that return to instantly hit that instant gratification. But that's not what happened. So what it should be... To back,
4: to back you up on that, when they threw the first shot, it was like, oh my God, it was amazing because no one throws shots at WWE. But if you constantly keep throwing shots at WWE, those shots aren't special anymore. They just become a thing that you do. Like, for example, let's use the match type as, as an example. Hell in the Cell is special because we see Hell in the Cell once a year. We know it's coming. We look forward to it. Ah, Hell in the Cell. If they do a Hell in the Cell match. Let's do a Hell in the Cell match every three months. When we see, and, and at the pay-per-view, it's going to be wrestler A, wrestler B, Hell in the Cell. We're just going to Hell in the Cell. But it doesn't have that panache because even though we're not seeing it every week, we see it often that now it's not, it doesn't mean anything anymore because now it's just a thing that happens. When AEW throws a shot, now it's just a thing that happens. It doesn't mean anything. A Fighter Fest is not going to trend because Taz said they run a sloppy shot. If Fighter Fest is trending, it's because they were already going to trend. Weren't suddenly going to trend, the shot was. Because when Taz, usually when they throw a shot, it's somewhere in the middle of the show. It's not moving the needle. If the show is going to trend, it's going to trend because of what's happening on the show as a whole not because cody Rhodes said one sentence that was a shot at wwe a sentence that lasted five seconds that's not what's going to happen and the other ones that have the other issue
2: and a a perfect example is the hell in a cell match we could talk about how a hell in a cell match right with Shawn michaels and the undertaker was a special event right it got to a point where you it wasn't, and it, it was like it was a rarity, right? We rarely saw the Hell in a Cell, right? Like three years later, we had the Mankind versus Undertaker and Cell Years later, we had Undertaker, or we had Triple H. Years later, we it so it wasn't a consistent. Once it became a consistent thing, we just didn't care about it more because we knew annually it's coming, right? So we even know this September we have Hell in a Cell coming. Are you excited about Hell in a Cell? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's the same reaction that I got. When I heard Taz say his line, I was just like, hmm, cool, another shot at WWE. Now, I get it. You always want to punch up. And obviously, WWE is the bigger giant. But at some point, you have to hit somebody with a bazooka versus poking with a stick. Do something about it. Quit just talking about it.
4: Exactly. Here um, we okay. go. To, bring, no, to, back, to, to keep up with that, Taz calls WWE a sloppy shop. WWE puts on a show called The Great American Bash. <laughs> <laughs> Which is created by Dusty Rhodes, Cody's father. That's so, a shot. That's the you should be taking. That's a good shot. That's like a, oh, that's a punch in the gut. Not sloppy shot.
2: If Cody came out and was like, by the way, I am Cody Rhodes. Instead of just saying he's Cody, we would all be like, mm-hmm. ooh, shit. He just let him know, like, hey, that's my name that you guys are borrowing for now.
1: Exactly, mm-hmm. like we like as uh, much as we would want that to happen. It's a lawsuit, and that's yeah. when the lawsuit comes in. But it comes yeah, from- sometimes it's worth
3: it. That's so controversy. He has the right oh, to oh, oh, oh! oh but, but but actually, yes, it would. But it would, but it would be good shit because then you know the fans would be like, "Well, that's his name, and that's his goddamn right." And then you got the other people be like, exactly. "Oh, so, 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 so are you switching your side?" I was never on your side. <laughs>
4: I was just yeah. saying like, that. That's, that's Justin, a good. That's a good controversy right there, though. Right. That's a shot that's worth taking. That's not like a oh, we running. A, they're running a sloppy shop over there. Like if Dustin. Okay. If Dustin came out and Dustin hey, goes. Or told us that already. Thanks, Taz. I saw that on CNN. Thanks, Taz. MSNBC told me. Thanks, Taz. I had no clue before you said it. WWE told me.
2: Thanks, Taz. Cool. <laughs> It is Ryan that on Twitter told me before you did Taz on Dynamite. And if, if Dustin – okay, so if Dustin would stop playing around and Dustin came out as Dustin Rhodes because that's his last name, WWE can't sue him. And he'd be like, it's great to see that there's another company that can use my father's ideas and promote my father's name while I'm over here and it's my name that they're borrowing. At that point, then you're like, oh, man, that's bigger controversy – that's the kind of stuff I want to see, but it's never going to happen because, obviously, the Rhodes boys were talking to you, Cody and Dustin, and I'm, I'm looking at my microphone. You're not going to do it. You're not going to pull the trigger. You never will, okay? FTR makes a statement about, well, we're happy being over here because, you know, we have, we have a company that loves us, and we have all the wrestlers who love each other versus, you know, everybody walking around with eggshells. Ooh. We don't care because we know that's I haven't that's a heard battle. that one
0: before. Right?
2: <laughs> FTR, FTR, like, goes into business for themselves. We're like, whatever, man. Like, cool. Everybody comes out and says it. And that's the point. Like, it's just like, all right, at some point, it's like a gnat and I want you to hit me with a fucking bazooka, but you haven't yet. And that's what, that's the bigger point. The first time that Chris Jericho or Cody said something, and mind you, I even call him Cody Rhodes. The first time that Chris and Cody said something on TV, that was, that's your shot. Now it's like, Imagine walking outside and someone's shooting you with an airsoft gun. Yeah, it's going to sting, but it's like, the fuck was that all about, bruh? Like, hit them with something. Take a talent of theirs. Do something. FTR is the biggest talent they're taking from WWE. Awesome. Utilize those guys. Put those guys in the forefront. Let them showcase what WWE couldn't do. That's the, that's the shot. Let Dustin Rhodes come out and say, my name is Dustin Rhodes, and there's another company who wants to promote the ideas that my father came up with. I feel like that sends much more of a message, a message, than saying you run a sloppy shop. That's like saying your mama jokes. At some Pretty point, much. we just we just gonna be like, whatever, man. You just keep saying the same your mama jokes.
4: Ooh, your mama's so sloppy.
0: <laughs> All
4: right, AEW <laughs> is giving us your mama jokes, and we want them to slap WWE across the face,
0: <laughs> right?
4: I just had my Peter, my Peter Griffin. WWE <laughs> comes out and says, Oh yeah. And here's the thing. We see WWE slapping them across the face, and they're responding with Yo mama jokes. Right. Oh hey, you guys have fighter Fest. Hold back Counter in. counter programming Fighter Fest with the Great, great American Bad, great. while it's it great business, been. is a slap across the face to it was a dick. It's the biggest to, to, the to biggest Cody Runnels, the AEW executive. <laughs>
2: Right. <laughs> Executive Vice President.
4: Oh uh, yeah. Executive Vice President. And how do they respond? Sloppy shop. You run with a sloppy shop.
2: <laughs> sloppy shop. That's,
4: that's
2: yeah. oh, like, <laughs> it. Loki bash at the beach was awesome. Let's call it what it is. It was great, right? And the fact that Cody is going around and buying all the names that his dad had created for WWE is still amazing. That's the bigger shots that need to happen. Cody right. buys this, Cody buys that, Cody claims this, Cody trademarks that. Those are the things that need to happen because then those are shots at WWE because they're stupid and forgot to get those copyrights back up. War Games, like, there's a the perfect shot War Games,
4: a- Justin a- Rose. AEW has, has uh, they got Blood and Guts, which is basically the War Games match. If WWE wanted to, they could counter-program it with the actual War Games Name show all the footage, including footage of Dusty talking about his creation.
3: Right? <laughs> Shots.
4: There's there's the natural. Ah. I mean, well, the
5: Dusty classic. Ah. Every year that happens, yeah, that's a kick in the dick. Okay, but they, they were,
1: were doing that before, though, but they were doing that even when Cody and Dustin
5: were both in WWE, though. Yeah. So but think about how yeah they check actually is. yeah cuz they're continuing and yeah. they're showing yeah. footage of Cody and Dustin like you know all about it. Yeah, it's a fucking shot. And they can't do shit about it. Not a damn thing.
2: All right. All right. Dude, now, and they can run that show anytime they want. Let let's just say like right? w, let's say this, right? Let's say <laughs> AEW decides they're going to be like, "Hey, we're going to run a tournament classic and we're going to call it I don't know. We'll call it the, I don't know, the Runnels Bowl, right? Blah, blah, blah whatever, right?
0: Yeah.
2: We'll call it the Runnels, the Runnels Tag Team Classic. You're going to see WWE come out and be like, hey, guess what? The Dusty Cup is back this year. We don't have any tag teams, so we'll just make teams up. But that's the shot mm-hmm. because they have yep. a Dusty Classic. They have no that's tag teams They just literally just put the guys it's together a, for a run. It's a nice picture of Dusty in front of the WWE logo. Right. <laughs> 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 so what would you say about that? Like, how do you counter that?
4: Right, because you can't like get a big ass billboard in in, in uh, Jacksonville with Dusty Rose and the WWE logo <laughs> and the Trophy Rose Classic.
0: <laughs> That's, <laughs> that That's, what That's
4: what I'm saying.
2: You can't like you can't poke. You can't poke like this. I'm
0: saying, if you're gonna you do
4: something, I've got to slap them in the face. You cannot come in there with them, yo, mama. Would
5: you you, you slap the shit out of a bear in the nose to make it run away? Which one would you do? Because, you know, the stick ain't going to work.
2: Bro, if they ran a like, low-key, like, this is something I'm going to tell you. If they ran a match, right, let's say they run a tournament, and they call it the VKM match, right? And it's a VKM tournament. That's a shot at somebody. That's what I'm talking, like, that's what we're saying. If you brought Sugar Shane Mosley on the show, right, and you called the Shano Classic, like, bro, like, there's so many things
4: you could be doing
2: to take shots
3: back,
4: but they're not doing it. Tony Khan, if you're listening, I got the ultimate shot for you. What y'all need to do is y'all need to have the Vincent J. McMahon Cup. <laughs> oh. oh,
5: See that? That right there, I'd watch. I'd watch just because it could be every wrestler I hate in that, and I would watch it. Just, just because him. they did it,
4: and you just, just have comedy you, matches. Vince McMahon's dad. I don't. I bet you his name's not trademark. I bet right. you it's not. So legally, they could do it. I mean, WWE yep. could put up. Right, and I think that would be worth the lawsuit because it would be worth work. the lawsuit breaking the law. So, just an idea. No, they're not that bold though.
3: No. They need.
4: They need us. See, they're not, not that bold yes. yet. They're
2: not that bold yet. Let's let's caveat that they're not that bold yet.
4: They will be Tony Khan, nice. Tony Khan is too nice. He his is too nice. Him. His he's, dad's gonna say, he's, "Do it, son." I don't, I don't think his dad is about.
3: Jaguars. It, his dad now owns Tony Jaguars. The Jaguars. Just
4: saying. They're trying to be competitive. If Tony Khan wasn't so nice. Because <laughs> Tony Khan's like, no, we can't do that. That's that's disrespectful to the family. We can't do that. Ah, go fuck yourself, Tony.
1: All right, we're gonna move on here. On that note,
4: um,
2: glad you lost it, this debate too.
4: Yeah.
2: Totally <laughs> sorry, did. Chaz. We didn't mean
4: to beat you up. I'm sorry. We have yeah, intent to beat is. up your brother. How you put yourself in the crossfire? I'm so sorry. Yeah, I did. did. But, hey,
1: I. I mean, I. I'm all for a shot at WWE, and vice versa. When WWE throws a shot at. Uh, AEW or any other company. I'm all for it. As I, you
4: yeah. throw better shots at WWE than AEW does. If we're being I know I can.
1: I, I know I can. And I'm not sure. going to. I'm not, no, I'm not, not, gonna, not you I can. Know. I
4: mean, on this podcast, you have. Right? You have. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Hello.
4: You don't throw your mama jokes on this podcast when it comes to WWE. You oh, throw no. shots.
1: You definitely, yeah, you don't. Yeah, no, you got to come better prepared if you want those shots on this show. But, um, <laughs> We're we'll going to move on um, to the greatest uh, segment in all of W... Whoa, what? You
3: almost just got a copyright. I really? Almost you did. almost
5: got us in trouble. I did. Is this the second time? This is second time. <sighs> what the hell,
1: Chad? Chad? I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe it's because in a like, couple days, my life is about to change. Maybe that's it.
5: No oh, yes, oh yeah, you
1: ain't gonna not get ruined. no sleep. This not ruin but change. So let me try no, that again. No sleep.
5: I don't get sleep now, man. <laughs> oh no, it's gonna be worse.
0: I believe oh, it's that. gonna
5: be worse. You gonna be to the crib going? Oh my god, please just just give me five minutes. <laughs> just give me five. I just need five minutes because you know you're getting up in the middle of the night, right? Yeah, I know. Yep. Especially for the first two, three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, you got to let her get her sleep.
1: Yeah, that's why, that's, why, that's why I have three weeks off from
5: work. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to need every second. You should have took four. <laughs> <laughs> I need the money.
1: <laughs> but, all right, let's try this again. Let's try this again. Let's try this again. It is now time for... The greatest segment in all the three-count podcasting, wrestling, uh, services. Uh, it's now time for the Red Dogs Power Rankings.
2: And now we want to thank Hollow Drive for their edition or their rendition of Danger zone. So thank you guys for that cover. It is amazing. So let's start us off. Danger zone. So let's start off with number ten. So number ten. I don't know how you guys are gonna feel about this. I don't really care. Peyton Royce. Oh fuck. Is number ten. <laughs> I'm already not liking this. What? No. I yep. Yep, I
5: like it. I like it, bro. I like Peyton Royce. You good? Let's go to
2: number nine. We're going to talk about number nine, uh, Omega and Paige oh. from AEW Dynamite. Number All eight, right, that's why I'm going to cut No, 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 you're <laughs> out. Number eight, we have uh, Dexter Loomis with his scrap okay. match. I liked it. Number seven, uh, Sasha Banks and Dolph Ziggler. Thought that that match was fun. Uh, number six, Hakura Ishida has made the list again because, you know, she's awesome. Uh, number five. Andrade and Angel Garza make this list. Number four, MJF and Wardlow. We got to give it up to that tag match. It was great. Number three, SmackDown's only match to make the list. And we have to give a big shout-out because it is AJ Styles. (laughs) The phenomenal one. Number two, uh, give it up, man, because you know what? I couldn't say anything bad about this match if I wanted to, but Tegan Knox uh gets the nod and then number whatever I don't care and number one um everybody's favorite match of the week Io Shirai gets the top spot thank you Io you are amazing
3: I have just one thing what about Matt Riddle and John Morrison that was a pretty good match too and number
2: uh, one is Io Shirai <laughs> on our list.
3: I didn't say it'd be number one, but like you know, I do. I will. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll slight, slight, slight curve
1: on this. That was a good match. I'm not gonna lie. That was a good match. It just didn't make power rankings. Um, I
3: don't know. I, I know it didn't make power. I was just asking Cliff, just his thoughts on it. You know,
2: I don't know, man. I just thought like, as far as the match went, it was it was good, but when I had to compare it to other matches, especially with like. Peyton's match, and if, if anything, Peyton's match would have been the match that obviously gets knocked off the list. I thought Peyton's match, though, um, it, was, it was funny. And the way it got set up, obviously it was supposed to be a tag team match with Liv Morgan was also supposed to be on the set. But obviously because of COVID, she wasn't on the set. Um, but I thought that the dynamic between um, Ruby Rye and Peyton was a lot better than I thought Matt Riddle's match was. So that's why Matt didn't get the nod
3: okay they should have replaced kenny god damn it
2: <laughs> yeah but kenny's match being the main event of dynamite i thought it was better than peyton's match
1: oh that's the uh, kenny uh, yeah i know i know you wanna say that but hey well uh i don't have a really problem with the power rankings um on that note so ladies and gentlemen with that being said thank you for uh making it to the end of this uh this episode, because uh, this definitely was a this was a doozy only because of the fact that um one that that four horse woman uh, debate really, that was a lengthy one. And then, well, you know, they all ganged up on uh, Chaz. So, I'd
0: <laughs> <so, laughs>
1: so, um, no, like to apologize
4: too. to Bennett bumping his segment from the show. But I well, got I think some you news least.
5: for you. You know what? Oh, I'm yeah. happy you did.
4: He got his release from this show, just like WWE released him. But nah. <laughs> exactly,
1: I won't mention that there was maybe a segment that was cut out on this show or not. I won't deny nor confirm what? said allegations. I'm surprised you had surprised you had Baron it on
2: Lord there. Can't make the list. That's why. <laughs>
1: um, I will say this though that
2: so bad news. <laughs>
1: Her our three-count <laughs> chat, Stu Bennett is a wrestling god. And on that note, <laughs> know, what, my name is you Chad,
5: get here fire.
1: with JJ, who just laughed his ass off out of the, the camera. Also here with the super villain himself, Damien Fatal, the idol master who is here in living color, Chris Idol, and the landlord of the dog pound, the red dog, Cliff Miller, Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Three Count Podcast. Be sure to catch us next time on the Three Count Podcast. So be there or there won't
4: be somewhere. Hey, guys, if you like this video, make sure you subscribe to our channel to get the best content from the Three Count. We're the best podcast out there. Don't let anyone tell you different. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Three count Pod as well as on Twitter at three count underscore pod.